with a new show. Rotating is possibly a series, possibly a one-off. But for this, I, Prosecco drinker, live a next door to very loud neighbours. Man really likes coffee. Nathan Greenaway is talking to his nemesis? <laughs> Nemesi? Scott McLeod. Hi, Scott. Hello, Rugabines. What's doing? What's happening? He's <laughs> turning to an FM DJ. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, what's going on, guys? What, what, what? Oh, good thing. That's that whole that name thing. That's a bit. That's a bit harsh, if anything. <laughs> Welcome to Rogue Opinion, sixty-nine point four twenty FM. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, uh, it's been a busy week in the world of grappling, grapple mm-hmm. men's, grapple women's. <laughs> or Grapple Boys, if you listen to Jim Cornette talking about AEW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like second, maybe third week in a row I've watched just about everything there was to watch wrestling-wise except for Raw and SmackDown. What do you do when you're not watching wrestling? Uh, think exactly. about all the other wrestling I've still to watch. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. That's when you sleep. Yeah. You sleep in between shows. We lock you here in in a dark room here at Rogue Opinions Towers and only let you out when wrestling's on. <laughs> Just oh. like, come on, like, like, like letting a dog out for the piss. Come on, AEW, <laughs> come on. We just hand you an iron brew and go, come on, Scott, impact starting in a minute. <laughs> I know, and you always, you always think about it, I always think, is that, is that one of the originals? Is it? Is it? And I always fall for it and I always get it like, ah, oh, it's one of the new ones. <laughs> God, that stuff must be like contraband. Well, to be fair, the, the new stuff, as long as it's like properly like cold, it's not that bad. And I do hear that they're bringing out some like version of the full sugar stuff for like a Christmas thing. So, you know, but I'm sure that's going to be like, like you said, contraband people are going to be hunting that stuff down. <laughs> We're just going to turn on the news one day and it just would have been a, a giant like robbery attempt in Edinburgh. <laughs> For like five cases of original iron brew. <laughs> <laughs> or could could you do what people claim you could do with Coca Cola and like clean a penny in iron brew? Don't think I ever attempted it, so I don't. I don't really know. Oh, have you not seen that when people like? Dunk I, I, I know. Few, I know people have done it, but I don't think I've actually tried it with iron brew because I'm not sure. I always assume Coke still had more sugar than iron brew did. Iron brew is too precious to waste, <laughs> yeah. it, to waste it on a penny. Especially never anyway. does. Exactly, especially the original stuff. But well, with with that being said, since we're talking technically about Scotland, um, <laughs> what a transition that is! The Fiend v Seth Rollins been announced for WWE Glasgow. Are you going? Is my first question. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, thought about going because well, originally they announced. Hey, we're going to have Raw. It's going to be in Glasgow. And then I said, oh, yeah, by the way, it's just a live event. And, like, some people I know who were going have now, like, decided not to go. And then you'd sell online. They're trying to do the hard sell by saying the only cage match on this tour is going to be in Glasgow. Like, it doesn't make up for the fact it's not it's not Raw. I mean, and I, I think it's so close to Fear and Loathing as well, the ICW show, which I've already bought my tickets for. Uh, so I don't think I'd probably have been going anyway because, like, money-wise, I'd probably be saving for Fear and Loathing. Yeah, WWE tickets aren't cheap. No. Anyway, and Fear and Loathing's probably going to be a better show anyway. 
So, well, more important, because you just know, like, um, obviously we don't know what's going to happen. We might as well talk about The Fiend and Seth Rollins in a whole bunch now, but um, we don't know what's going to happen in, are we allowed to say where Crown Jewel is? Have they been saying it? I think somebody may have, I think uh, Ric Flair may have been the only person who actually said Saudi Arabia, but, you know, Ric Flair, they probably were all giving him shit for it afterwards, but, like, what can they really do? It's Ric Flair. Uh, well, Crown, we obviously don't know what's going to happen at Crown Jewel, which is on Halloween. It's in five days' time. And mm. uh, so that'll be fun. So, But I just don't really... I don't. My first question is I don't understand why they're, they're announcing that they're continuing this storyline because Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown. Yeah. But Which makes me think he's going to win. And mm. then he's going to be like, oh, we're having to send him back to Raw because he's Universal Champion. I don't even know it because like he cut. Up, I did a Firefly Funhouse on SmackDown, and he was all he resurrected Rambling Rabbit somehow with the heel glove, and don't think he ever actually mentioned the match. Like he just said how Grandma was dead now, and then he's back to life, and he said see you in Crown Jewel, and like so no not one mention of Seth Rollins here. Like, uh, I think maybe he's just not gonna go. <laughs> like he just won't turn up. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny that'd be one way to get out of it because apparently this match cannot end mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like there's no way for this match to end <laughs> well it can be stopped basically unless it's like by pinfall or like the mission because it's false game or basically the referee can't do what he did at Hell in a Cell but <laughs> honestly like if he, I would if, I don't know, I'd love to see what would happen if he just if he just said not to go and see how WWE tried to get around the whole thing with the Saudi Arabia Thing, like just put Otis in a similar fiend-looking mask and try and pass him off as as Brick Wyatt. <laughs> just bring Kane out in a fiend mask and just have fake fiend. <laughs> I'd like to see the match go on for so long that it still hasn't ended when they're <laughs> in the line for their flight home. <laughs> just them fighting through, just fighting through customs. You just see them like fighting. Back in like uh, in America, uh, but next to the the um, the baggage carousel, and then mm-hmm. Seth's like, "Oh shit, there's my bag!" And they just stop for a minute whilst he claims his bag off of it. And yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Be pretty funny to see him fight for the X-ray machine. To be fair, that actually sounds like I mean, so, so we, there was a match very similar to that. Have, technically, I think still counts as the longest match ever. Uh, there was Joe Hendry and Chris Renfrew. They had a false count hour match, and they started fighting out into the street, and they just disappeared. And the show just continued, and the ring just went, "We'll keep an eye on it." And the match continued on for at least another month and a half before it finally <laughs> concluded. <laughs> they just they would show up at the show, and then do, then basically they would leave and do some like stuff in the streets or backstage that would be filmed and go up online. And every time the ring announcer would say. We're keeping an eye on it, and like Joe Hendry went to the Commonwealth Games to compete, and then came back while the match was still technically going on. And Chris Ripper said, "Like I want Joe Hendry to win the Commonwealth Games because then because t- he was going to fight some former UFC light heavyweight champion at some point. I think he got that far." So Chris Ripper went, "Technically, I would beat Joe Hendry. I'm the Commonwealth UFC light heavyweight <laughs> champion." <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty funny, but I mean. You can tell how much we care about the Fiend and Seth Rollins. Yeah. (laughs) 
from that. I mean, I'm not overly excited for Crown Jewel. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to watch it. I'll, I'll probably watch it because think about it. Weirdly, it's got oh, another weird car, but I think it actually has the chance of being the best of the Saudi Arabia shows they've done, and it's not a high bar. But like, you've got that gauntlet match. You've got Mansur v Cesaro. You've got a battle royal for some reason. Like, I'm convinced Hogan's going to try and hit a light drop on Flair at some point. That'll be funny. Like, we don't have to sit through another depressing Undertaker match. It makes you, it just makes you wonder. Like, was he ever good in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is no Undertaker, and I think we're getting Bobby Lashley v Rusev. I think I saw <laughs> Bobby Lashley tweet. Oh no, they're in the they're in the five five on five. Oh, just uh, sorry, but uh, yeah, I think I I kind of want to see Hogan and Flair have a little back and forth for like twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just I don't know don't know why because it kind of go it kind of goes against every. I think it's because they're not in the match. If they were in the match, I'd be like, oh god, what's happening? But because they're not then I do also kind of want to see Hogan hit a leg drop on someone. Well, I've done SmackDown, you know what, from what I've seen. I didn't actually watch the full show because of the options. My friend, go, go to the pub today with my pals or watch SmackDown, and I think I made the right decision when I went to the pub. But I did see they did this whole like segment of Team Flair and Team Hogan coming face-to-face, and you have Sami Zayn giving it, like, doing a lot of talking for a match that he won't be there to support his guy for because Sami Zayn... Doesn't allow you to go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, I watched all of SmackDown last night live, and <laughs> the show was insane. <laughs> I love SmackDown because it just it's it's crazy. I don't I didn't really get what was there was no flow to the show. <laughs> it was just really jarring segment after really jarring segment. But it was actually really Hogan was actually quite good in credit where it's due. He was actually pretty good in the segment. Mm-hmm. But his promo wasn't actually bad, and the stuff that he was saying to like Shinsuke and stuff was actually pretty good and on on point. Uh, Sami Zayn was awesome throughout, and uh, he's he's such a good promo, such a good talker. But it's a shame he's not going to be there. And then they brought out Cesaro, who apparently <laughs> Cesaro, who's apparently just given up on even wearing wrestling gear at this point. He's <laughs> <laughs> just wearing like sweatpants and Nike trainers. <laughs> Oh, good, because I thought from what you said, I thought when you said he'd given up on wearing wrestling gear, like, he's not coming out naked, is he? Oh, like, we, we can only hope. The new naked Midian, like... <laughs> yeah, that was a real contrast. Did you had Shorty G <laughs> in... Have you seen his gear? Ah, uh, yeah. He's a blue and, like, lime green get-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really funny hearing... He said something about, like, oh, let's fight now, and Hogan's like... No, Shorty G. Instead, <laughs> 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 it just sounded even more amazing hearing Hogan say it. But uh, that's something that that's something that I don't get. The Shorty G thing—they obviously like him because mm-hmm. they've got stood in the ring next to Hogan, mm-hmm. cutting pro, and he's not being taken the Mickey out of. He's being treated seriously. Mm-hmm. So, someone obviously thinks the Shorty G thing is gonna get him over. Shorty G sounds like. In an episode of like a sick family sitcom, like when the parents try to relate more to their young kids, and they're trying to relate them through an artist they know, like Shorty Jesus seems like a rap artist they would know that the parents try to act like they know it seem hip to their kids. 
That's what I think when I see stories. I don't think Olympic Olympic wrestler. Yeah, like part of me thinks that this is going to be done short term, and the idea is to, in the same way that Kurt Angle came in, and he was very comedic and very, he was the good guy that was so narcissistic that he became a heel, but he was still a good guy because he was an Olympic hero. Part of me think they're trying a similar thing with this, where they're giving him such a stupid name, but he's still so good in the ring that it's going to get him over, and then they can do the switch back to Chad Gable or whatever they want to do at some point. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I, I'd, I'd go with that. I'd go with that. <laughs> and the thing is, we say, like, oh, we'll get over Crown Jewel, and that'll be... and things will start to get better, booking-wise, but, like, you got... And Survivor Series, which is just the whole Robbie Smackdown thing, which there isn't that much brand loyalty since people are already starting to swap through brands. So there's not, I am loyal to this brand I've been on for a full three weeks. And then you move into the Christmas period where nothing really happens. So at best, you're looking at mid, late January before things start really getting picking up because they're in the lead up to WrestleMania. That's the thing with WWE, and it's something I've noticed before. Uh, because I started properly watching again in 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. And there is that thing where it's like, so WrestleMania is the start of the year, so you have the big blow off at WrestleMania. And then a couple of months go by where people just go, oh, it's just a WrestleMania hangover, they've got to do the draft, and it's just a build-up to that, so everything's a bit slow. And then it's like, oh, yeah, but they're, they're building to SummerSlam, so everything's still just a little bit slow. And then SummerSlam happens... And people are like, oh, yeah, we got the gap until we get to, we got Hell in a Cell. They've got to do the Hell in a Cell matches. And then it's, and they're really, they're building to Survivor Series. And then as we get close to Survivor Series, people will be like, well, they're planning for the Rumble. So <laughs> it's just like, it just feels like nothing ever quite reaches the peak because everything seems to be a slowdown phase mm-hmm. because nobody really knows what's going on half the time. Plus, I mean, it doesn't help that we've now got these Saudi Arabia shows that aren't technically that supposedly aren't canon but then we've also got the fiend and seth and like it doesn't help also this particular one they've got a 5-1-5 match which might not be elimination but still a 5-1-5 match right before the pay-per-view that was originally built around 5-1-5 matches i think this match is gonna i hope my dream for this because eventually we're going to get to the whole point of this podcast we're going to be talking about survivor series so mm-hmm. we might as well begin to seep into that. But, um, yeah, seep, that's a horrible word. Why'd I say that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, we will ooze. You go to the Meltzer school of, <laughs> of choosing your words. <laughs> we, will, we will moistly oh, crawl. <laughs> to, um, this is where one of us starts licking our fingers. Oh, we fucking me. Yeah, I... My dream scenario of this, which isn't going to happen, is, is this is just a vehicle for Drew McIntyre. And he's going to claim or kick Hulk Hogan. Well, at some point. Like, I don't... Because the thing with Hogan, I don't get... On the Austin podcast, which was very recent, I think it was the Raw reunion just before then was when they recorded it. He said he couldn't wrestle. He can't wrestle again. Mm-hmm. And he can't really take bumps or anything that is basically he was saying he's got nothing left but this all seems to be linked leading to him and flair doing something mm. but i'd love for drew mcintyre to claim or kick hulk hogan 
think you can again a bit of a stretch guy. Like you don't book Hulk Hogan on this show where these series are so into nostalgia and he does not having a win. The best you can do for Drew, you know, Flair's team is ensure that Drew is not the one who gets pinned. Because like I think the best person to take the fall for Team Flair is probably Corbin. Because he's going to be hated no matter what. Mm. Well, Corbin is Corbin's in that category, the same as like Heel Miz, where he's so good at talking, like after a loss, that you could beat Corbin uh, three times out of every four matches a month, and he would still be able to get himself over to still be a shit-eating heel, the same as the Miz can do. Like the Miz. Can a heel Miz can lose just about every match? It doesn't matter because he's so good at speaking. So yeah, I'd agree that Corbin. It's a real shame Elias is injured. He he is made for these matches. Yeah. But he was in um what country was it? He was in some really random country doing media for fucking WWE 2K20, <laughs> which is another. You're not a real gamer, are you? No. So, oh god, what a piece of shit that game is. <laughs> It's so broken, but um, I mean, what what do you think is going to happen in Team Flair, Team Hogan? What what do you think will happen? Obviously, Hogan's going to be go hit, going to go over, but uh, I don't know. Like, I know he's going to go. Like Hogan will maybe hit one very weak looking punch on Corbin or whoever, and they'll sell it like death. And I don't think he like. At most, I think the most physical he'll get is maybe on Flair. Like that's one of the things where it's annoying that Sammy can't go because, like Sammy, on the, having some interaction with Sammy, they say Sammy's the perfect guy to do this with because he, because his selling would probably make it as well. Yeah, I mean, well, what we're imagining is that Flair is probably gonna. Is it elimination? I haven't said it's elimination, but I think they say like it's already risking up having a five-on-five route before Survivor Series, so I think they're just gonna make it like a first fall. Definition just have it go like 25 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that Team Hogan are going to look like they're going to win. Flair's then going to get involved, Hogan's going to beat up Flair, mm. and then that would be it the perfect moment. Hogan hits the leg drop, and Flair turns around Claymore. Oh, it'd be so good. And the Saudi fans would just like not react, but everyone at home would gasp. I think the thing. People give the series a bit too, like the fans, that is at least a bit too much stick because, like, the first few rows, at least, all the, like, the rich guys and all the like, royal family people, like, they don't react, but you can, you know, they cut to, like, other shots of the arena where there's people who are really into this because, like, all politics and that aside, like, they don't get, like, big shows like this, so now they really, oh, yeah, you're basically getting two mania, mania like, production level shows a year with all these legends that you've, you've, you've only seen on TV, so. On that end, you can. That's the one good thing about this that you, there are some people who are at least getting wrestling that they don't usually get, even though even if it doesn't really factor in a beginning the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. But no, it is good news because I remember, man, is it Mansur? Mansuri. Yeah, he, he, he got good. he got a giant pop when he won that battle royal, like the last one. Mm-hmm. But the place erupted, and they they loved Ali as well, and then. Yeah. Remember the booze and the reaction that the Davari brothers got? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't need to go into that, but... I mean, they do react, and you are right. The first few rows are just, like, 
yeah, what do you say, dignitaries or whatever, <laughs> like power, power boys, mm-hmm. men with power. But it'll probably be a, it'll probably happen this show, <laughs> and no one will remember it. <laughs> it'll be funny when they do the Bobby Lashley Rusev standoff, and yeah. Lana just isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they just have to pretend. Look, could they get Tyler Breeze to put on a blonde wig like he did when he used to pretend to be Renee Young and like stand in? Just recast Lana for the night. But poor Bobby Lashley. Remember who, when he was a really big deal in Impact? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, we say poor Bobby Lashley. He seemed to pretend that he's fucking Lana every week on TV and mainly do pre-tapes where he's in bed with Lana. So it's not the worst job in the world. Yeah, but she seems unbearable. From what I've heard, yeah. I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> it's very nice to look at, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, uh, I listened to an interview with Harden Rousseff. Like, it was a two-part interview with Lillian Garcia. And as, as much as like, Lana is talking about her whole backstory and stuff she's went through, God, like, within the space of an hour, and this is just in part one, she cried about three different times. And after the third time, you, you think, like, good lord, woman, like, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm the last person to give have a go at somebody for crying during something, but, like, after a while, it comes, like, over, like, okay, we, we get it, you've had a hard life, like. Yeah, well, she's now, what, probably a millionaire, so. Probably. I sound like such a dick, then. <laughs> we get it, your life was tricky. No, shut up and tell us something funny. You're right. We get it. You've had a hard life. I have to watch you wrestle. We've all we've both <laughs> suffered. It'd be funny if that was the bit she was crying at. She was like, and then they told me to wrestle. <laughs> she gets to wake up next to Rusev. We should all be so lucky. That glorious moustache. Yeah, look at that mus- Who has a better moustache, him or Robert Roode? Well, Robert Tingley doesn't have one anymore, so I'm going to say Rusev. No, when he did have one. I'd, I'd still say Rusev because Rude just Rusev. came off as a real, a real like, the poor man's Tom Selleck looking moustache there. Who, whose moustache would win a fight? Rusev, Burt Reynolds, <laughs> or Tom Selleck? Oof. I'm going to go Burt Reynolds. I'm going to back the Reynolds. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to go with Tom Selleck. I think they both, both Reynolds and Selleck would would eliminate fucking Rusev's moustache very early. And it just come down to those two. Do you remember when Tom Selleck randomly shaved his moustache for a while? There's an episode of Frenzy appears in, because he's a recurring character in the first few scenes of that. And there's one episode yeah. he comes back for, and he's not got the moustache. And it's just like, you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to have a top lip. Yeah. What happened to you, Tom? Who hurt you? <laughs> God, can you imagine that? That's weird, actually. I can't imagine Tom Selleck without a moustache. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. This makes a weird Bro. video. Oh, God. Ugh. No, no, no. Delete my history. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I warned Sorry. you. That was horrifying. Ladies and gentlemen, do not Google that. Do not. Um, I mean, there's worse things to find in someone's search history, but we'll not get into that. No, that'd be the worst thing. I can imagine that. Imagine if you got a kid and they're like 16, 17 and you look at their history and you just see all the standard stuff like random Wikipedia looks, porn, and you just see Burt Reynolds' no moustache. 
that would be that would be it for me. I'd be like, look, we need to have a chat. Do not poison our airwaves with such <laughs> filth. <laughs> and I'd backhand them. And that's why I shouldn't be a dad. <laughs> Among many, many reasons. That's that's probably number twenty seven on the list. <laughs> but I mean think back on to the grapple people. I think we covered Crown Jewel. <laughs> the grapple people. The grapple people. Uh, well, it's just grapple men. There's no grapple women. There's only Rene Young. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, can you imagine if there's... We don't, we're don't. we not going to talk about the politics of this, but can you imagine if there's just a women's match? That'd be so good. Remember like, remember when they announced the whole thing about there might be might have been one at the last show, but I think the worst thing they did was like announce that it... or like tease the fact that it might happen. Because if we didn't know about it and it didn't happen... We would just say, oh, it's just a theory show. But the fact that it didn't happen when we heard there was a possibility that it may happen, I think that just made it look a lot worse. Yeah, but I don't think WWE didn't announce anything. I think, wasn't that just all the the dirt sheets that the, they knew that Natalia and Alexa Bliss were backstage? Well, I think it was like, I think I don't know, I can't remember how it happened, but I think it was reported that they talked to the Saudi officials about having the match because it was started about not having anyone at all. Then they had Renee on Crown Jewel, and then there, I think it, was, it seemed like they were going to try this whole state slowly but surely over the course of this deal. Uh, but then it didn't happen. Uh, I mean, I it must be getting closer because they've had female entertainers over there doing shows. Yeah. Uh, because who was it? They, they had Mariah Carey over there it was either earlier this year or late last year i can't remember which but she did a concert over there so we must be getting closer but we are the wrong people to talk about that so let's uh let's let's just talk about what's happened this week and let's find out to combined we must have watched all of the wrestling did you watch did you watch raw no no neither but (laughs) <laughs> the boring question I heard earlier on this evening, I'd probably shit my hand and clap him. <laughs> hey, there was some good stuff. I can't remember what it was. Oh, um, Thingy Carrillo had yeah, a good match with Seth. Yeah, and he was dressed like a Power Ranger. Yeah, I've seen all the memes like the when you've got to be at Raw at 9 but stop with your pulse at 10.30. <laughs> yeah, so it's some decent stuff happened on I think that match was it actually. So let's get to the input. Let's get to the Wednesday Night Wars. You watched AEW. I did. I've watched NXT. Well, so I watched both of them, so. I only watched one. So this must mean we have to. Oh, by the laws of the internet, we have to argue now about which is which was better. So you you're you're just a load of spot monkeys and Jungle Boy is short. Uh, so you like you liked Finn Balor? Well, you're wrong, just because because the internet says you are. Ah uh, well, um, he has a new hand tattoo, and um, Marco Stunt is short. Shorty, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got got you there. <laughs> oh, who's yeah. your, who's your who's your, who who was in your main event? Oh, just two WWE rejects. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, good uh, NXT was good. Yeah, yeah. I did watch it. I, I've heard good things again about AEW. I haven't watched it. I watched AEW Dark. 
I like AEW dark. With ta- yeah, I messaged um, Carl, also for his opinions. Once I started watching, it, well, I didn't expect to hear Taz. Jeez, <laughs> like, I thought I put the wrong show on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't realize I was now fifteen again. <laughs> it was good, and I listened to JR's podcast. And at the minute, apparently, it's a one-off, but they're hoping to do more uh, with Taz. But he didn't seem to have missed a beat. Yeah, I like the idea that maybe him and Excalibur being the, the, the Dark commentary team. Because I think the idea of Dark being a different type of show, you can have a different commentary team, give it a different feel. And because JR, I think, struggles a bit on the main AEW show, so like, give him a break, don't put him on Dark. Have either, if it's not Excalibur and Taz, make it Excalibur and maybe like that Golden Boy guy they had at Fighter Fest, and I think he was at All Out. Yeah, I think the issue they got is that Taz does his radio show every day so um, I mean that presumably they'd be able to pay to get yeah. him out of that but then you're paying someone a lot of money just to do a hour long YouTube show yeah but, Taz, but then, then again these uh, these matches are like filmed but they don't go out to the next to the week later so they can have Taz like they can like edit in the commentary later on because I don't oh, think no, other people would care know. if it was like the commentary was live or not because like they used to do that all the time in SmackDown when it was taped because like they'd have Michael and Taz do the commentary in the arena and then Paul Heyman would have them come into the studio on the Wednesday and re-record some bits. Oh, I never knew that. That's yeah. interesting. But I do, I do, I would like the idea of them having a different commentary team entirely for Dark would be nice because I think WWE does that. Obviously, every single show has their own commentary team and sometimes they overlap a little bit. Well, they don't anymore actually. Uh, no, they don't at all, do they? But, well, not anymore since the, the draft. Yeah, but uh, so maybe someone, but a rotating second to go with Excalibur. I like Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Same, he's, a, he's the best one they've got at the moment. Yeah, I'm not. Worse. I'm not convinced on Shivani. I don't weird. know. I don't know why. It just it feels very weird. Like it just feels very nineties. <laughs> like I think he's. I kind of prefer him a... He seems like he's got some energy on, like, JR. And I know probably part of the JR thing is he's got to do with his, he, the multiple bouts of cerebral palsy and all that, but, like... Sorry, Bell's palsy or something like that, I was about to say. But, like, Shivani, I don't think he's really kept up with much wrestling since... I mean, he was in MLW for a couple of years, but, like, in the last, like, 10, 20 years, I don't think he's kept up with I don't think he was that much of a fan of wrestling when he even started, from what I heard. Who would be out of everybody, well, out of every commentator, who would you add to the AEW commentary team and who would you take away? So if you could pick anyone. Probably. I don't, I don't want to say I'd take GR, but I want to take either GR or Giovanni and put someone in their place that adds a bit more. So even if the third one isn't really adding anything, you don't really notice it as much. But I don't really I know. Would, I would take Giovanni out and I'd put Don Callis in. You don't feel difficult or weirdly I'd like I'd like to see what would happen if you replaced Tony Savani with like Nigel Nigel McGuinness. Uh, I love Nigel McGuinness. I was happy that I know it sounds bad because he probably would have got a bigger paycheck every month but I was happy that he stayed in NXT mm-hmm. and wasn't moved to Raw or Smackdown. Yeah. Because uh, that that I think the NXT team because 
Beth Phoenix, I think, is really she's really improving week on week. Obviously, as someone that had little to no experience, I think she's really growing in, into her own. And mm. I like the way that I like the way that Marrow in particular bounces things off of her and like asks her. So I think this week when they during the triple threat, he asked her several times about the the psychology behind a triple threat. Yeah. In in kayfabe, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, and she's got some good. I think she's really growing into a different personality. She's already better than Renee Young ever was. <laughs> like, what well, you said from a kayfabe, yeah, because if he was talking about the real thing, real psychology, to say you go outside, you wait your fear back, you come back. <laughs> yeah, well, you remember your spots, Mauro, and you lie <laughs> on the outside until it's your turn. And then you come back in, you're like, you're like, this is my bit. I do the move, the other person takes a breather, then I wrestle for a bit. Yeah, and you really don't papa shango it and just <laughs> miss everything. <laughs> God, imagine what Mara would say. He'd probably just be like, oh, it seems that Beth Phoenix is broken. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that who's your favourite commentary team? Uh, there right now. Weirdly, I kind of like. I actually. I think the most underrated team, I think, for me at the moment is the NXT UK team. So, like, Vic Joseph, he did it for quite a while, and then Nigel, and then Vic Joseph, now he's moved Tom Phillips, has been put in his place. I think, like, like the idea of, like, oh, there's having an American on the UK show, but, like, I think Vic Joseph, he's a decent play-by-play guy, and Nigel, him and Nigel seem to bounce off each other, and uh, Tom Phillips I think fills a similar role but I think he does it slightly better because I think he's been doing it longer on the main roster so like they bounce off each other and like Nigel is always like a, a bit of a smart smart arse way it comes to like heels that he likes and he's always trying to twist things Vic Joseph's words against him and uh, one time on the show he tried to Vic Joseph tried to call football soccer and then now just cut him off and went you kick it with your feet it's called football <laughs> But I'm kind of biased whenever people talk about NXT UK because it's one of the few ones I actually watch week to week. Yeah, no, I'm darling Trent Seven. Had oh, a good match, didn't I? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I did love how the, their last match ended in DQ because no, I'm Dar took Trent Seven's tail and put it in his trousers. <laughs> I did see the opening promo though, where Gallus was kind of insulting Imperium and. Joe told them to touch the cheap tracksuits and Mark referred to a Walter as Big Jolly Wally. <laughs> I love what Walter's doing and <laughs> Imperium in general. So, but yeah, that's, I think we've covered commentary. We haven't covered the... But let's talk Let's talk AEW. Let's talk the inner circle. <laughs> and let's talk about our boy, Jake Hager. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't uh, there because he had the uh, he had his fight to prepare for. He wasn't on the he wasn't on the show, but he he made an impact this week. <laughs> it's to to some people more than others, and to some people <laughs> more literally than others. So Scott, how if you're just been hired by and probably being paid a lot of money by AEW? Mm-hmm. And you get put with their champion, Le Champion, <laughs> Chris Jericho. And he says the words about your famous chant, We the People. Mm-hmm. It is bad, creative, and stupid. What 
is the last thing you would do? Probably have the words "We the People" in large letters when I make entrance for my MMA fights. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> so, Jake, for those that don't know, Jake Hager also is a legitimate MMA fighter, and he had a fight with Bellator <laughs> this week. And this is weeks or two, two or three weeks after that Chris Jericho promo where he said mm-hmm. "We the People" was buried and dead. Yeah, Jake Hager like decides. Yeah, Jake Hager decides what he needs is "We the People" in giant letters on a giant screen at the Bellator event for his entrance. Now I realise we're mixing legitimate combat sport with uh, with grapple people, but mm-hmm. that seems very counterproductive mm-hmm. to what AEW are trying to do, and. I mean, just what what is he doing? <laughs> I like to think that more that we talk about that after that promo, like Jake here was just Drew Jericho promo, he just did there silently. He doesn't really say much, which for him is probably a benefit, and for us as well. <laughs> but like, I like the idea that they went backstage and then Jake just takes Jericho aside from it and went, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that." Like, you, uh, I'm actually going to have the words "We the People" quite in big bold letters when I'm on my next fight in a couple of weeks. And Jericho was like, "Well, why the fuck didn't you tell me that before I went out there?" Like, well, we didn't really go over. We didn't really go over what we were going to say. You just told me to stand there and look intimidating. I love the idea that Jake Hager did that and went, "Oh, that's actually what I'm going to do a couple of weeks for my MMA fight." And Jericho went, "Oh, do do you have to?" And he went, "Ah, oh, you know, it's a bit late. I can't change it now." And Jericho, went, "You've got two weeks." And, and he went, ah, I'm really sold on it. <laughs> it's probably more of an improv thing, eh, on Jericho's part because. The people wouldn't stop chanting the we the people. Yeah, but the thing, it's not going to end now. That's that's all Jake Hager is going to get mm-hmm. when he comes on screen. Also, it doesn't help that his fight got ruled a no contest <laughs> because he repeatedly hit his opponent in the balls <laughs> and then denied doing it and said, <laughs> no, I think he was trying to escape the fight. And uh, have you seen? Did you see the video of the one I sent to the group earlier? Yeah, it is as blatant as blatant a nut shot could be. It is a they for those who haven't seen it, they're pushed up against a cage. Uh, his opponent is up against whose name I can't remember. Sorry, he's up against the cage. Jake Hager is up against him, and it's just a knee. It's just a knee to the balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no nothing more complicated than that. And then the fight got called off. To loud or to loud booze. To think of some of the things you could stop an MMA fight for, I don't think people would think that like kicking someone in the balls would be the one thing that was off limits. Oh, I can see why. I can see why why it is though. It's hitting the balls and it's biting, mm-hmm. which are like the two no nos. Yeah. But I mean, he's done himself no favors here mm-hmm. because. Jericho obviously called him the most feared man in MMA. Now there's a new reason as to why. I was gonna say you can definitely spin this like he's so dangerous. Like they're, you can they say oh they called the fight because Jake Hager so dangerous he won't he'll break the rules and or some bollocks, <laughs> literally oh, bollocks. Literally, <laughs> literally he can't stop touching bollocks <laughs> with me. And, um, but I think it's just hilarious. And from everything. 
considering not long ago we had the Jake Hager ha promos <laughs> in five star, and now we've got him kneeing people in the balls and just pissing away a whole Jericho promo. I mean, right. all we has... need now is who's the other member of Inner Circle, not LAX. It's Sammy Guevara. The one that he said, look, look, look how sexy he is. Yes, yeah, Sammy Guevara. All we need is for him to start gaining weight, seriously. <laughs> and then we're, then we're made. And if LAX can just, I don't know, uh, just stop turning up, <laughs> and then then we're complete. <laughs> like, remember when Rock had those, like, Boots Asses t-shirts? Like, give it a couple of weeks, Pro SMT will have, like, Jake Hager, knees to balls or something like that. Knees to balls. <laughs> he should do that. People would buy that. I mean, and, speaking, uh, speaking of Jericho, though, like I did love the best line on in his promo was he tried to cut down MJF. Like, who's supposed to be afraid of a guy who wears a scarf? <laughs> I love that promo. <laughs> I love how Jericho's just stopped wearing scarves, but I listened to a, um, a podcast... Uh, ages ago that Jericho was on uh, one of the opening lines of, of this podcast was so you actually do just wear a scarf everywhere because he turned <laughs> up just wearing a scarf <laughs> I'm presuming he's just gone off them yeah. that, is, that is funny I like MJ, MJF on Twitter is a treat <laughs> He um, did you see his tweet about uh, UK food earlier no uh, so they're in the UK for uh, is it Southside? Yeah, oh, yeah. company. Yeah, him, Cody, and Brandy. I think, I think Sean Spears think is there as well. Oh, great! <laughs> You're I pal. warned everyone. Sean Spears. <laughs> I warned everyone. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I've triggered him. Tweeted earlier. He said, "I like, yeah, I like how everyone in the UK got together and just decided all cuisine in this country will take will taste like cat feces." <laughs> <laughs> I remember I heard a, a clip. He went came over to Ireland for an OTT show, and when he's the best line from his promo, the only line I actually know from his promo, but he said at one point he wished the potato famine had finished the job. <laughs> <laughs> Even the guy he was tagging with, who is who was Irish, was looking at him like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> that's, that's a delight. He is very, very, very good. <laughs> trouble is he's so good that it's going to be hard to boo him when he does turn on Cody I think it's going to happen like similarly I think it's actually going to happen at full gear <laughs> that is my I don't know why that is my least favourite name for a show I really I mean, don't like it I mean I'm sure there are, there are worse I'm pretty sure there are worse names for a for a pay-per-view than that oh yeah like there are objectively worse like Great Balls of Fire but that was also funny. Yeah, I can actually like all of that. But like full gear, it's like, come on, guys! It sounds like a car show. It pulls the fire. It's what you have after repeated knees to the balls from Jake Hager. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jake gives you. If you have to MMA don't get, him, don't get the mace on that. So let, let's talk some. Let's talk some serious. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Are you ready? Okay. So AEW this week, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker, she, she's she's not been getting a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, two reasons. Number one is people didn't like her match. 
Number two is apparently they kept telling us she's a dentist. <laughs> um, but which I'm sorry, sorry if I'm breaking that to you. But... Well, she is actually a dentist, so. Well, that was the thing. Is, uh, so I saw loads of stuff where people like, if they say she's a dentist one more time, <laughs> but, um, what what's up? Is she is she no good at the grab? Because her music is is on point. I love her music. But I'll, what was up? What was up with the match? I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. I skipped it. I skipped her match. Okay, so it was that good. <laughs> I, well, I don't mean to be like sound like an arsehole, but like, like it was a clear setup for her to win. Like it was a well, clearly an enhancement woman that they've got in a woman called Jamie Hater who I'm pretty sure I also saw the NXT UK Glasgow tapings where she got squashed. I think it was Viper or something like that. So I could tell immediately, and she came up with the Pittsburgh Steelers mascot and all that. Like, oh, it's a hometown win. They'll probably have quick. And then I kept skipping, and I skipped again, like, Jesus, how long does this match go on for? You're milking this, aren't you? Oh, so, okay. We are finishers, cool. Yeah, her music's also great. <laughs> the doctor will see you now. There's maybe a version with lyrics as well, because I saw them recording it on one of the first Road to Del or Nothing episodes. You can hear a woman, like, singing, like, some lyrics to go with the song, and then, but yeah, when she came out, She's, it's just the instrumental version. Oh, it's on Spotify and it's great. I've added it to my playlist. What the lyrics don't, know what, don't know what the lyrics would be though. Should be like, I am a dentist. Pretty sure the, sure the chorus mentioned a lot of references to Novocaine because, as you know, she's a dentist. <laughs> what? What yeah. an actual dentist? <laughs> yeah, wow. like a shoot, a shoot dentist, not a work dentist. So her and Kane have something in common. <laughs> yes, a lot. It's, it's clear that a lot of female wrestlers have got decay. You got Burt Baker. You got Tegan Knox pulling out joke slams. Everyone just loves Kane. Yes, that, was a, that. that was a surprising match on NXT this week. Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai beating. Oh, I'm going to get these wrong. So Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke, otherwise known as the other two in the Horsewomen. Pony girls. <laughs> so like they're no <laughs> no offense no offense. I'm sure I've never seen any of their MMA fights. I'm sure they're probably they could probably kill me, but like my god, they got really shown up for how green they are in this in that match. They they were good on offense. I thought, <laughs> especially um, I don't know who's who. So all I know is lanky one and not lanky. I refer to him as the one that's married to Roderick Strong. And the one who looks like a bit like Axel Rose. <laughs> God, I was about to chastise you. And then I realised, yeah, I know exactly what he means. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, there's a point where I think one of them hits the move and then the other one's meant to set them up at the move. But yeah. someone's out of place so they're waiting to then hit it. So they wait so long that the other member of the horseman shouts, do it! <laughs> Exposing uh, the fact that they're waiting too long for the... I mean, yeah, it, they're, they're very green. And that we can't ever go in for too much, but they didn't win, which was surprising. And um, I love the Kabuki Warriors promo after, where they're just talking, speaking most of it in Japanese. And yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> it was, uh, 
I'm looking forward to that match next week. NXT was awesome. So we didn't really cover AEW. Did anything else happen? Do I need to be aware of anything? Did Sean yeah. Spears show up? No. Uh, uh, the Moxley Ambrose match was built. Moxley uh, Ambrose. My God, yeah, is that an existential crisis? It's a one-man show. <laughs> that time McFoley interviewed himself when he was going through his different personas. No, say, uh, save on that booking fee and just have people <laughs> wrestle themselves. Yeah, so I mean, see, Moxley versus Pack was built as with TV time remaining, and they just wrestled until the TV time expired, and then the match got like called off. After the time, and then like less than a minute after that happened, they're in the ring. Mox looks pissed off, and the show goes off there. Uh, poor guy. Probably should have won the match in time. And then they did a whole thing post-match, uh, like a confrontation between uh, Kenny and Moxley in the ring, and then Hangman came out and attacked uh, Pack. So probably get Hangman Pack again at full gear, even though they had it on TV and Pack won quite decisively. They're really trying with Tangman, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't. I could, well, judging by your, mm, it's not really working. <laughs> what, what's up? What's up with the Hangman? First of his name. Mm-hmm. Like, I did. I did like the fact that I found out on an episode of being like that the horse he came out on uh, all out was called Hunter Horse Hemsley. Apparently. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, he doesn't seem to be everything they he they thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm, probably uh, like I don't. There's clearly something that they see in him that um that me and a lot of people are clearly not seeing. Uh, he needs a new gimmick, brother. What gimmick should we give him? Uh, I don't know. Maybe talk less about horses. Oh no! Or cowboy sh- or cowboy shit like if you're gonna go talk about old cowboy shit and all that, like they make him a full-on cowboy, make him a Jeff Jarrett like cowboy, like, go all in with it. I think they should turn him into a farrier. <laughs> what? A farrier, the guy who like looks after hooves on horses <laughs> and like puts shoes on them and stuff and like trims them. They should turn him. They should go completely all. In. He should be entirely about. Pony maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Pony maintenance is a really funny term. <laughs> the official term for it. Yeah, he should be just he should be hangman the farrier hangman page. Hang I think we gotta lose the hangman because that's a guy that used to hang people or someone that really likes playing hangman. I mean he did used to come out with like a rope back in like Ring of War and that, but he doesn't come out with that anymore so no, because unless he's going to start hanging people, I'm not interested. I mean, so. if, he was a, if he was a heel, then you keep the hangman thing. But like, if he's a face, then yeah, I, I agree with you. Get rid of the whole hangman thing. Yeah, get rid of the hangman. Become the farrier. Mm-hmm. And just have all the tools. Uh, have the, the van that turns up with the big oven thing in the back so that you can heat up uh, horseshoes. Uh, I just like the idea of him coming out every week, kind of like a shit Del Rio, but he comes out every week in this van. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've saved him. I've saved his career. The <laughs> farrier, Hangman Page. <laughs> and all his vignettes should be from a stable whilst he's trimming a pony's hoof. <laughs> there we go. 
So that's Hangman. So, so nothing else. Really, nothing else happened on AEW. That's well, what we're had, talking about. Well, you had the semis of the tag title tournament, but like. That was a really between you saying the word semis and continuing your sentence. There was a really long pause. <laughs> I really did not notice that. Well. Said, there was a semi of the tournament. Yeah, but like I said, I, I would talk more about those tag matches. But I, mean, I think I thought the main, I think the main reason we we're here was to talk about the Savarius thing, and we've we've barely even touched on them. Okay, well, uh, the tournament have what was it? Private party against Young Bucks. Yeah, Fire Fire beat Young Bucks like a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, they beat them. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it was it was Private Party versus uh, Lucha Brothers and the Dark Order who had the buy against SEU, which was Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky because Daniels got taken out by Lucha Brothers before SEU's first round match last week. Ah, fair enough. So yeah, so tag matches. We're obviously we're leading up to Survivor Series. We're going to try and segue. Now, and with Survivor Series, obviously, unfortunately, they always do the SmackDown v Raw thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the past, we've had some great just teams. Mm-hmm. We've had like we've uh, Team uh, Orton against Team Michaels that one year. We had the author- the Authority against Team Cena, mm-hmm. and going even further back, we had Team Hogan. Who was he against? Team... Which year are you thinking? Was it Team Hogan against Team... Was it Andre? Yeah, that was the first ever one. Yeah. Hogan got counted out. That was it. That was it. So we're just going to make some teams. Um, we're going to do this completely off the cuff. I don't think we've done any preparation for this. Very little. Very, very little in a sense that we've both been to separate pubs. <laughs> And now we're here. <laughs> so realistically, if they don't do SmackDown v Raw or WWE and N- WWE and NXT, actually that could be an interesting chat. Except they got takeover the day before, so <laughs> it's not going to happen. But if they were to do a WWE the NXT five on five Survivor Series match, first off, who would your captains be? So, oh, sorry. Can you see that back again? Sorry, I was, was reading the text. Sorry. <laughs> Look, all I heard was something WWE and NXT. All, I, I heard the bit of takeover the night before. Good, Sorry, good, good, really should have, been, should have been paying attention. Good, good this is what I have to do. And, um, yeah. So, if they were going to do Team WWE against Team NXT, which could be a direction they actually go in this year, because SmackDown v Raw seems tricky after the wildcard rule. <laughs> who, first off, who would your captains be? Uh, I hadn't really thought of other EBAs. Yeah, I had thought of um, NXT versus NXT UK. One I thought would be quite cool. Oh, well, fuck my well, question. You, what have, say, what have you got? Say, I was gonna say if you want to do the WWE NXT one on you go, but like I think obviously for NXT UK the captain has to be Walter, uh, and for NXT like America or full fat NXT if you want to call it that. <laughs> Oh god! If they don't brand, if they don't get Pepsi v Coke, <laughs> like branding for this, <laughs> I'd be so angry. Uh, I think uh, Adam Cole like, for the cap- team captain of NXT, Phil Fat or 
original, whatever you want to call it. Well, wouldn't this just this would just end up being Undisputed Era and uh, Mister Balor mm-hmm. against well, Imperium and okay, uh, then. Wolfgang? Yeah, I was gonna say like okay, then I'll take Adam Cole and just say Johnny Gargano. He's the because Walter's a heel already, so you got heel Walter. So we'll have NXT UK as the heel team, and since Johnny's the, the team captain of NXT America, then he's then he's the that puts them as the face team. So I just thought the rest of NXT America now. I want the intro next week's NXT just to be America. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it. I mean, if we couldn't have any more of Imperium. And you can only have one member of Undisputed Era. I mean, having what Wolfgang, Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, I think for Noam Dar. I think for NXT UK, I'd have Walter, Jordan Devlin, Joe Coffey, uh, Dragonoff, and I'm trying to think either Dar or Tyler Bate for the last spot, if it's a 515. Uh, I think Pete Dunne at the moment, since he's in the US, then maybe put him on NXT America's team, because then you can have the face-off between him and Walter, because they've got the history. Right. Because mm-hmm. they've still got that match in their back pocket, haven't they? Oh, no, they, yeah. did it. they did it at Blackpool, didn't they? No, they, they did it. Like Walter came out at Blackpool after Dunne uh, retained her coffee. They did it in New York, maybe a weekend. Ah, oh, of course. So. I, got, I got to see the rematch in Glasgow at the taping. That was pretty cool. I was there for when Imperium like formed. Oh damn, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, cool. I mean, realistic. I mean, NXT UK with Walter, you got you got to be backing them, haven't you? That's where the smart money is. That's <laughs> yeah, where the smart money lies. I mean, kind of, but then again, like he's the story on NXT UK is really Walter's not very well liked as I'll say the heel and as the champion, so. Secretly, like, he's trying to be the ring general, he's trying to lead everybody while everyone's secretly looking at his belt and saying, like, I fucking hate you. Like, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> oh, you could put Killian Dane in NXT US and have the standoff with him and Alexander Wolf. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I think having Champa in NXT America as well, because having him obviously Johnny to go, like, DIY leading NXT against NXT UK and I think maybe you could definitely have to include Velveteen Dream. Like he's the oh. the biggest personality on an NXT, so he's got to be on there. He's oh. the biggest personality just in WWE, even uh, though he's he's injured at the moment, isn't he? So I'm just going to include Noam Dar as the last member. You could just imagine a, a exchange between Smart Oz, Noam Dar, and just and just Velveteen Dream just trying to exchange promos. Oh like God. No, I'm Dar just calling him a dafty. Velveteen is a dafty pass on. You know, no, I'm Dar would have some incredible ring attire as well when the match actually started. But I know, I know, Velveteen Dream's known for it as well. Yeah. But Dar can bring Dar can bring it when he needs to. But what a talent! No, he's been so unlucky with injuries. Yeah, I remember he got injured. And then he came back a bit sooner than he was about to, and he said, I've got this new condition, it's called Harder Than Your Da Syndrome. And I remember his first like, proper match back, he uh, was a surprise partner at the Glasgow tapings where he teamed with Kenny Williams, 
against uh, Gibson and Drake for the tag titles because it was maybe Jor- Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams, but then Jordan got taken out. <laughs> what a guy! I love him. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll be on his way back. But I like it. I mean, I'm, I, I would watch that. But I mean, on the women's side as well, you could have just an incredible match. NXT UK against uh, NXT Full Fat. <laughs> so the thing I, is don't, that, I don't know if putting Shayna Baszler in there is kind of cheating. Like the thing is, the only thing is, a lot of quite a few NXT UK women are just are suddenly just being nicked by NXT Full Fat. You got Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox. Technically, Dakota Kai appeared very early on. And why don't we why don't we slam slam them together? And what if you just said NXT against WWE? And okay. you could have you could have Team Kick, uh, Dakota Kai, and Tegan Knox. And then you could have your Rhea Ripley. You could have uh, Kylie. Kaylee oh God, uh, which one? <laughs> Kaylee Ray. Kaylee <laughs> God, that happened to me the other day. Carl again messaged me to tell me that um, Kylie Ray had turned up in Impact, which <laughs> is nice to see her back first off. Yeah, and I read it. I was at work, so I read it quickly. I just replied. I thought she was the NXT champ. <laughs> 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 and um, okay, Kaylee Ray, mm-hmm. uh, Tony, well, Tony Storm yeah. as well. And how many is that? That's four. So a wild card. There's Chuck Bianca Belair in there. Oh no, no, no. Um, Yo Shirai. You said Team Kick. You said both of them. So I think you had to take. Either to core or to or because that's because we already had five before you added. Because oh, you had, who's the, you mentioned, I want I want Io Shirai in there. So sorry, Tegan. Oh, if they take the core, Tegan's clearly the better one. She supports Kane, but Dakota Kai kicks more. Yes, and Tegan Knox does a choke slam in the Shining Wizard. Oh God. Okay. Even uh, even though even though Dakota Kai's finisher is a flip over like bat backbreaker called the Chiropractor. It's still not enough to do her. She she's not a supporter of Kane, as far as I know. She can get to that. Okay, she's gone. I love I love her power work though. So she can be there. She can be there at ringside, but she's only allowed to talk in puns. And um, I mean, Team WWE. What we we haven't the new Bailey, mm-hmm. and then. I don't know, just a Sasha. Um, do I want to put Sasha Banks in there? I, I I really don't. But yeah, she's really fucking annoying. Um, I don't know. Let's put Dana Brooke, <laughs> and um, that's it. Five on two. Just, <laughs> I'd say put Nikki Cross in there, maybe. Yeah, you've got to put you got to put Nikki Cross in there because of our NXT ties. Mm-hmm. And the Kabuki Warriors probably. Yeah. And there you go, Dana Brooke. is <laughs> in there <laughs> doing one-handed press-ups. Well, some well, they all, well some survivors these matches need a quick elimination. So yeah, exactly. you know, you know, Dana needs to take one for the team. Uh you know, because you know what they would do. She'd be <laughs> there right to the end, out of the hope that the crowd suddenly get behind her and are like, "Oh, Dana's going to do it." <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. Sorry, Dana, if you're listening. It's the just... crowd are cheering. No, the crowd are stomping their feet. No, it's just a rush of people heading to the bar knowing that just it's just Dana Brooke left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the crowd, no, no one's here. No one bought tickets. 
<laughs> NXT would win. Yeah, hands down. I mean, the new Bailey might be able to win. <laughs> Although, uh, she was on, did it, you've not watched SmackDown yet, but she was on commentary. Like, with Sasha Banks, because Bailey cannot speak. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just really funny because Sasha Banks is there in full Sasha Banks uh, bitch mode. <laughs> and Bailey literally just looks like someone that comes into your work to cause trouble. <laughs> like the meme is she's got the Karen haircut, which is <laughs> I need to speak to your manager haircut. And that's all she's got. And every time I look at her, I'm like, yeah, she's just there to kick up a fuss about being, but she thinks she got overcharged 50p. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do like the fact she she did the whole life sucks and then you die like Vincent Man line last week. Uh, I just is it too much to ask to just have Bailey every promo? She just speaks in Vince McMahon quotes from like ten years ago. <laughs> I, I just want Bailey to come out and refer to herself as a genetic jackhammer just one week. Is that too much to ask? She comes out next week and talks about her massive grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> then she can win this Survivor Series match. <laughs> she shoots to win against Nikki Cross and she can just say, Cross, screw Cross, I have no sympathy cross. whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny if she said Cross, screwed Cross, but she makes a cross with her arms as she says it. <laughs> I'd be all in on that. And I'd, all I want for Bailey is that she also just gets a new finisher but her new finisher is just stealing other people's finishers <laughs> so she'll just randomly do like the famouser mm-hmm. and then the next week it'll be what was byron saxon's finisher uh, i have no idea what if he even has a name like uh, I, mean, I, I think it's a compliment just to call it a move yeah he, he just starts doing really obscure moves from superstars that aren't there anymore and that's all I want I don't know why because it doesn't play into a gimmick she just looks like someone that's really annoying and would do that <laughs> but there we go but I do like the fact we've not been on a podcast since this happened months I had said to her she needs to shank the Bailey buddies <laughs> so which means Bailey's a fan because she's been listening she did it. She's much a fan of us as John Cena is. John Cena's a big fan. Uh, <laughs> Impact UK. You now follow us on Twitter as well. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but he is a chat. It's the actual Impact UK Twitter account. It just follows us for some reason. <laughs> Have we ever mentioned on Twitter when the Rogue Pains Gate ever mentioned Impact once? No. But they must like us because I tagged them in something as well. Kind of half to see if they actually pay attention to it, they follow us, and within 30 seconds they'd retweeted it. Oh, I think, I think the fact that you tagged them, and I think they're just looking for anyone who's still mentioning them. Next. If they come here, I'm, I'm hoping I can get like an interview spot, like <laughs> a media pass to some kind of impact event. <laughs> and I could just talk to, uh, who's there, Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. Just be like, Brian. If you peed in a cup right now, would it melt? <laughs> <laughs> I, had, uh, I had this idea for a 5 on 5, but I think we're talking about Crown Jeweler. I think this is more of a Crown Jewel 5 on 5 than a Survivor Series 5 on 5. But it's a, but it's a great idea regardless. Let's hear it. We've got Team 
these are totally the guys you asked for, and that Saudis have like asked for somebody who the WWE knows they can't get, so they're trying to try to pass people off as as them. <laughs> so you've got you've got that sumo guy that they try to get who they try to pass off as uh, Yokozuna. Now that guy that Ryan came out the greatest for a rumble. Yeah, I remember. Uh, they put Braun Strowman in a pair of denim overalls and a hat and saying that he's Hell Billy Jim. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim's still alive. We could probably just get Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, but it wouldn't be as funny. <laughs> you know, you've got Dolph, uh, and just they just tell the series, "Oh, if you're skinning really hard, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely Shawn Michaels." <laughs> you know, that kind of thing against Team. No, they're, no, they're definitely not women. And basically, it's just the five female wrestlers that they try and disguise <laughs> the fact that they're trying to pass them off as five male wrestlers. It's just the five female wrestlers that were willing that were willing to shave their heads. <laughs> they just have them cover up. Have them have them just wear random luchador masks. Like, oh, the lucha house party have gotten a bit taller. <laughs> like, Cleese has got growing. He's got longer legs. It's secretly Charlotte. Like, when did Cleese start using the figure four? Ah, Kalisa can fuck off. <laughs> I hate that guy. He's such a prick. Then Bailey puts on some Perringer steel gear and combs her hair over like, yeah, it's definitely Umberto Carrillo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. She actually would look like him, wouldn't she? This is thinking now, with, especially without the eye makeup she's got now. Yeah, yeah. she would. God, that's disappointing. And then... <laughs> Ruby Riot's got tattoos, so they just say it's CM Punk. I was going to say they just pass her off as Corey Graves, but okay. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> just, just, just have Naomi walk out with the, t- with the 24-7 title and try and say, oh, that's hard. <laughs> Is that too far? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I mean, tell me you don't want to see this more than Team Hogan v Team Flair. Oh, the worst. You said that, and I was about to say something that's just as bad. And <laughs> I I stopped myself, which means I'm the good guy of this podcast. <laughs> what a sad day that makes us. Yeah, it is a sad day. <laughs> but, oh, we've gone down this rabbit hole. I was going to say she can't go there because it's a dry country. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? Oh, oh fuck, now I got it. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, her husband okay. that's, the, that's got the alcohol problem. Like, I think you're oh, mistaking God. her with Alicia Fox. She was the one that wrestled her. She's left now, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, bye. I'm going to miss Alicia Fox. I'm not. I remember when I last saw her. Maybe she was randomly made the captain of the team role for the virus series like, last year. And she made a gimmick out of buying hats, uh-huh. which is genius. Uh, and her and Jinder Mahal got to the finals of the May Young class. Sorry, not the May Young class, like the next match challenge. <laughs> Young, Jinder Mahal swept his hair over and made it through to the final. Tegan Knox is clutching her injured needs. Jinder Mahal sneaks up behind her, hits her with a class. What a guy Jinder Mahal is. See, I didn't even bring him up. What a podcast this is. Back in training, he was running. He's been running the ropes, sorting his knee out. He'll be back soon. Yeah. To save Raw, ratings are down. Ratings are down across the board. All of wrestling. 
Ratings tumble. That's another thing about. <laughs> we were meant to be talking about. Should we? Should we get onto how every human being is suddenly an expert in TV ratings? If you want. Okay. This seems like really it's just my my angst on people. Um, <laughs> like so every everyone's apparently an expert on TV ratings these days. Everyone waits for 11 p.m. in the evening when the ratings from the 11 p.m. UK time when TV ratings get released. Pe- people stop. If you are tweeting out print screens of TV ratings. And going like, oh, look, it's so bad. Oh, no, it's because there was a baseball game. Stop. Stop. I hate it, and I hate you. Stop doing it. You, you don't understand TV ratings. There are a million or AEW's ratings gone down. Everyone's like, oh, it's gone beneath a million. Do you think TNT now regrets it? No, because there's about 15 replays. And they, will, they get like 5 million viewers a week across them all. Stop. <laughs> Stop breaking it down. Stop jumping to conclusions. No Fox doesn't regret the SmackDown deal after about 12 minutes of it when the ratings go down. Stop. Scott, are you an expert in TV ratings? No. I'm not either, and neither are you. Stop print screening Excel graphs that Dave Meltz tweets out. And Dave, stop accusing Matt Riddle of obscene things with teenage <laughs> boys by very weirdly wording tweets. Think I mean, for a second. The NXT ratings have probably nothing to do with the fact that most people, especially us in the UK, won't watch it until like it's up on the network. Uh, but it's totally, totally to do when you listen to Meltzer the fact to do with the fact that apparently NXT just isn't cool anymore. Yeah, people forget it's that AEW's live on TNT and then there isn't a replay because in the America they can't do that fight deal they can't buy it on fight mm-hmm. so they've got to wait for a replay yeah. whereas with NXT you can watch it live if you're really super into it but it makes sense that people are going to watch AEW live and then the next day watch NXT on the network unedited it also doesn't help in here in the UK, if you don't watch AEW live and you decide to watch the ITV version, the ITV version is edited. Mm-hmm. So generally, I think the first week you lost an entire match for your editing. You lost the, the MGF match on week one if you watch the ITV version. So it also, also people, people are just looking for clicks. So... Mm-hmm. By just being like, oh, look, it's gone beneath a million. AEW's closed. Tony Khan's going to continue to be really shit at running Fulham. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, just to randomly interject here. Just like, i just seen that I was on, I've seen a Facebook notification saying that I've been tagged by Sean Campbell and something. And it was just somebody joked that they wanted to see Ram, one of the puppets from the Firefly Funhouse win the 24-7 title. And, uh, me, Reese, and Sean talked about the idea of Ramblin' Rabbit winning the 24-7 title on a, a Clash review pod that ended up never saving, or the recording didn't save. But if you listen, if you got to listen to that, if I didn't, we mentioned the idea of Ramblin' Rabbit winning, and Reese just lost it. So, <laughs> is, are you saying, is Ramblin' Rabbit the 24-7 champion? No, I'm saying that 
somebody suggested the idea of what would happen if uh, like one of the puppets won the title and me recently showing had talked about that in a podcast that never actually like, the recording didn't save because we talked about the idea of Bramble Rabbit winning the title and Reese just couldn't stop laughing. Speaking of um, random stuff, you know, <laughs> that was a segue. You know, yeah, JR said in, his, said in his podcast that Seth Rollins one day, maybe you'll be as over as your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Becky, <laughs> Becky has just tweeted JR <laughs> with, uh, about 25 minutes ago. Nothing but respect, JR. You're an amazing announcer. So go down to the locker room and announce that I would whoop your whole women's division any day of the week and twice on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> the fight continues. So, Rambling, who would make the best 24-7 champion? Because I think it's, um, I think it's Mercy. <laughs> uh I'd weirdly like to think of all of them. I'd like to see Huskis, the pig boy, win it more. <laughs> I mean, he'd try and run away to get away from everybody, but he wouldn't be able to get too, that too far. So, Rambling Rabbit, Mercy, Sister Abigail, Huskis, the pig, and not um, Bray Wyatt, not Fiend Bray Wyatt. And you've got uh, Devil Horns, Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, okay, forget Bray Wyatt, Devil Horn, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Against oof, Elias's guitar, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's guitar, Honky Tonk's man's guitar, Ernest the Cat Miller, <laughs> <laughs> and Brodus Clay. Okay, that's my Survivor Series teams: three guitars <laughs> and two men against five puppets. I'll just say, like, so. Have like Bray and he's like his puppets in a five on five against Seth, but it's just a five on one because maybe sit against Seth and his friends. Oh no, you know it should, be, it should be the five puppets against Skarsgård, Vanguard yeah. One, Senior Benjamin, Senior Benjamin, Rebby Sky, and that lawnmower that Matt Hardy rode. The mower of lawns. The mower of lawns. <laughs> In a, in a Survivor Series, man. Or instead of Mara Lawns, Jeff Jarrett's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> just a five on five. <laughs> just... What is your obsession with Jeff Jarrett all of a sudden? I don't know. I was just trying to think of other inanimate objects. <laughs> and all I could come up with were three people that had guitars. <laughs> I can check I can in... Uh... Again, Liam Thompson, I said he's one of the most over guys, mainly due to the fact that his gimmick involves a sink. He's announced, he's always announced as the owner of that particular sink. <laughs> Go, we need more sinks in wrestling. We don't have enough. Yeah, well, this is a good housekeeping match, you don't really see a sink. <laughs> have you got to that pay-per-view yet? Not yet, we're very close. We've got one more Smackdown and then it's No Mercy. Oh, good, good. I'm going to see, sorry, I was going to say, I was going to see a, a good housekeeping match at Fear and Loathing. So in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to see two good housekeeping matches from like different decades. Uh, they better use a sink. <laughs> I would like to see them use a blocked sink, but unblock it before they use it as a weapon. So they just get some Mr. Muscle out. <laughs> unblock the sink and then use it. 
That'd be great. Have you ever do do a block sync? No. Uh oh, mine got blocked like two weeks ago. It was a real pain in the ass. <laughs> but... <laughs> I love how people people are tuning in to hear bits of Irish news and shit like that. And you're like, oh yeah, my sync was blocked the other day. <laughs> it was a real annoying situation. It took like an hour to unblock. I had to like pour the gel down the thing. <laughs> But make sure there was some like warm water, like shallowly, shallow, shallow in the sink. Then pour the gel, and then wait for like thirty minutes. It's essentially the worst ASMR video ever. Yeah. But, like, so, but then again, it, all ASMR videos are shit. So, I had to pour the gel down the sink, but it had to be some warm water in the sink. And mm, that's oh, a. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I tell you what, my, I tell you what, a following once referred to uh, ASMR as no. Once he once described it as porn for psychopaths. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much is because you see it like on YouTube, and it's just like sexy Asian girl eating marshmallows. It's shit like that, and it's just they've got the mic extremely close to them, and it's just like, <laughs> like and who's. Some people say, like, oh, yeah, I use ASMR to fall asleep. I'm like, what, what, do you also keep children in your basement? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I can understand listening to ocean noises, uh-huh. but not listening to people eat cake. Like, the idea is, like, most of these videos go on for at least an hour or so because, obviously, it takes some people longer to fall asleep. What happens if, like, if like the video's got half an hour left and you've, falling asleep like you just you've got your computer there playing some random video then it just sits there until you wake up the next day your computer is just feeling like a real disgrace (laughs) it's just trying to give itself a virus (laughs) yeah i don't i don't also if it's on youtube like it's like oh i'll fall asleep within an hour but no because you've got three adverts in (laughs) between for like home base <laughs> so it's like a really nice peaceful noise of this girl playing a xylophone and then it's just like come to home base <laughs> <laughs> for like five seconds who's getting something out of that home base is shit you ever been to home base no um, no I'm real... more of a being human sorry I had a real bad I time at home base for like two months ago I had to go I went and bought something from home base and like part some of the parts of it were missing so i like took it back and they were like no you've got to take this away and ring us up <laughs> like not ring them but ring their thing to get these parts that were missing it was just like two screws so i was like all right take the thing back to my car ring them up and they tell me no you've got going to store and I was like, I've just been to the store. <laughs> they told me I've got to ring you. <laughs> so me and Homebase don't get on anymore. How about the developers of, <laughs> how about the developers of 2K20 5 just random... Just We just take all the names of people who have bought the game so far and pick five names at random. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm just trying to bring this thing back. <laughs> back to Survivor Series. <laughs> uh, 2K20. I haven't bought the game. I haven't played a WWE game since 2K13, I think. I mean, I've, Not 2K13, it must have been 2013. I mean, I haven't 
the last couple of years I've felt less and less obliged to really buy the game, and this year I haven't even bothered. And it looks like I made the right decision. Oh, definitely. Like the fiend, for instance, the fiend isn't available still until well, at time of recording, it's now Sunday. Mm-hmm. You still can't unlock the fiend until tomorrow, and the game's been out for like five days. Like even if you bought the sales loads of DLC beforehand, the Bump in the Night DLC, uh-huh. which was a pre-order, so the the thing that you've bought as a pre-order bonus, you can't play for like five days, not even after the games come out. So people still have 24 more hours before they can even play as the Fiend, and they've paid extra money for it. No, no, that was the weird thing about the games. Like recently. I think especially last year I heard about it that you couldn't do mixed tag matches because they made a big deal of that the mixed match challenge was included in this year's game. Because I remember Cultaholic were doing like a playthrough of the Extreme Rules card, but they couldn't do like Becky and Sevi, Lacey and Baron because they couldn't do mixed tag. So they had to go in the creation suite and create a male Lacey Evans and a male Becky Lynch and just do a standard tag match. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't. I don't really get the even outside of the game by the game that's that's fine if 2k want to do that they've obviously been told that by wwe don't know if man or woman violence i just don't really get especially in wrestling the whole why is man or woman violence so unrealistic yeah considering one of both of our favorite wrestlers is kane and he's apparently survived being set on fire like 50 million times. Mm-hmm. But I'm supposed to believe that Lacey Evans can't knock out Mustafa Ali. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really, or sorry, Ali, not Mustafa Ali. She hit him so hard he lost his first name. Yeah, she punished his first name out. But um, yeah, that is ridiculous. And the 2K20 thing. Um, uh, for anyone that is listening for a real opinion, my whole opinion on it is that this is typical of big gaming companies. And I'm quite into gaming. They will, big gaming companies rush out games. And this isn't a 2K20 exclusive issue. This is an issue across all of gaming where the, the poor developers, the poor people that are actually making the game are stuck on such a deadline that they end up releasing an unfinished product. It's pretty apparent that 2K20 isn't finished. It's not polished. It's not perfect by any means. It's rough as hell. It barely works. And they're charging six, well, $60, 50 pounds, if you're in the UK, for a game that isn't finished. And that's, it's not, it's just, that's the way the gaming industry is going, especially in these year on year these 12-month turnover periods, which sounds like a good idea and sounds like, oh, you've got 12 months. That's not a long time in mm. development. It's not a long time at all. And they don't have the time to make big changes because they have to put in a new story mode or put in all these new superstars, do the scans and render people. And 12 months will fly by. And when you're rushed to a deadline, this is what happens. And it's not it is on 2K completely, but it's not on the people that made the game. It's on the people that made the decisions that aren't the people that are coding the game at all. And there will be a lot of overtime 
probably if it's meant to be like Rockstar were with Red Dead Redemption 2, there's going to be a lot of overtime that goes unpaid, mm-hmm. uh, which is what happened with Rockstar and Red Dead Redemption. A lot of overtime that apparently went unpaid to all these poor people. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's got to stop happening. And the way you do that is you stop these 12-month releases. Because if you do it bi-yearly, you're going to get more chance to get new shit, to get new things. But until that happens, all that's going to happen is in a couple of weeks' time, they'll release a giant patch, which will be a massive download for people, which will apparently fix all the issues. Then they'll ignore it. And next year, this will happen again. Mm-hmm. But well, there you go. It's a, it's a it's a trouble that's happening across all the gaming. I mean, certain games they do give a couple of years in between releasing them, but I think it's weird that games like this, like they have to have a new one every year. Like it doesn't really matter how much effort you really put into developing the game because by next year they're going people are going to expect different things from the next game. And by the time they get a couple in, like the one that they bought two years ago is probably just going to be left at the side, not played because they need to get the new thing. And well, that's what that's what's happening. Is the same. They're gonna, they will. I don't know. I don't own TK, and I've not seen a lot of the information. I've seen a lot of the complaints, but I promise there will be a giant patch in a couple of weeks. There'll be a huge download that apparently. As I say, that will quote-unquote fix the issues. And then this will just carry on. But the trouble is, because they're going to be patching this game for the next three, four months, that means they're not focusing on next year's game, which means they've then got eight, nine, eight, seven months to get 2K21 or whatever it's going to be called ready. And that's why people go, oh, the wrestling engine in Ring, it's not changed. You're like, yeah, because they built this game in about eight months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you, you can't make a movie in eight months. Like, not a giant Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah. Like, they're filmed a year, and then there's about a six to seven months of editing and pre-post-production after that. But that's, that's what happens when you rush, as you say, when you rush these year-on-year Things that is why, especially here in the UK, people complained a lot about FIFA, EA Sports FIFA, and people are like, oh, why is it not changed from last year? You know, because they made it in six months. Like that's why. <laughs> and um, there you go. It's got nothing to do with Survivor Series. No. Has <laughs> any of this? And that was the most serious thing I've ever spoken about <laughs> on a podcast. But I think they should just remaster. Here comes the pain. <laughs> and then everyone will be happy. <laughs> just minute, I'll just stop making yearly games. Why does WRE need a game anyway? Well, no I don't think they need one no every one year. Fucking plays it. I don't know anyone that owns their games. <laughs> and I know like seven people. So <laughs> <laughs> you've got a wide range. Yeah. And five of them work here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Scott, what's your favourite Survivor series? Weirdly, I think one of the few, one of the ones that springs it to me is actually the one from 2016. Because I think that card really surpassed expectation, especially with the shock and 
like Goldberg Brock Lesnar ending. Because like I think that was the one time that they'd done it before sorry, but they started this tradition of Robbie Smackdown. I think twenty sixteen that they did it and actually worked out really well. And then since then, the last couple of years, Raw has just made SmackDown look shit from twenty seventeen. Then they just squashed them completely in twenty eighteen. So twenty sixteen out of these last three is the only one that actually properly worked. Was twenty sixteen the first year of the Raw v SmackDown after this? Yeah, yeah. This is when SmackDown was suddenly great again, and Kevin Owens and Jericho were together. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, James Ellsworth. Made Braun, got Braun counted out, so you threw him off the stage. Yes, it was a great day all around. <laughs> My favourite is probably. Oh, I think I'm going to go 2002. Oh, yeah, that's a, pretty good, that's a really good one as well. I think that was. Was that the one with the tables match with. Well, he's now Bully Ray and Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Again, it's three-minute warning. And yeah. then Devon came out to um, reunite the Dudley boys. And you had Paul Heyman turning on Brock Lesnar to a side with Big Show, who was wearing jeans for some reason. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. the elimination, Sean Bay. <laughs> I mean, you had the... After, like, I think those two are like two of the best ones. But I think for me, I think it's the fact that for whatever reason, like, Savarity wasn't really one I really was that bothered about to be fair because I don't know I don't like it just seen for ages it was the lesser of the four, big four the, the 2014 one where you had that great I actually really enjoyed teams and every team authority but you look at the rest of that card it's just god awful and in the Survivor Series 98 that's got the big tournament and the rock turning at the end but you do have to get through a lot of quick, oh, quick draws yeah. to get there I think 2003 was Austin Bischoff. Yeah. I mean, that was a good... But then again, I'm only remembering... I couldn't tell you anything else that happened on that card. Well, uh, Kane, Goldberg Kane, must have had a match. Yeah, and Kane murdered Shane McMahon and then buried his brother alive. So he had a business Oh, age. of course. Yeah, 2000, so obviously it was 2003. It was, um, yeah, Vincent McMahon, Undertaker, buried alive. <laughs> and um, was that when Kane electrocuted Shane McMahon's balls? Yes. What a show. <laughs> and yet somehow, yet somehow he is, still has three kids, so he has the best testicles in the world, apparently. He can still have three kids after that. No, it's like a Marvel movie. That was what gave him his powers. <laughs> Kane electrocuted Shane McMahon and he became the best in the world. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, he, he probably shouldn't. It's overdone. It's done. Leave it. So, 2002 against 2016. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, there we go. The first elimination chamber against James Ellsworth. I was going to say more so against like Goldberg and Lesnar, like the squash match. Because I remember my brother went to the toilet during the entrances, and he said, "Don't pause it." And to be honest with you, if he'd been gone a minute later, meant he'd been gone a minute longer, he'd have missed the whole match. That was insane. Like because I, I only started properly watching because I took about well five, nearly six years off watching wrestling properly from about twenty ten to twenty sixteen. 
Uh, I was back by that point, and that was just insane. Like that was a genuinely stunning moment. I just loved like going online afterwards. I just seeing the, obviously Twitter was melting after that. But me and my brother were just pissing ourselves laughing because <laughs> well one went because we just loved the fact that it was totally unexpected and we knew people were probably going to hate it. Well, speaking of things that were totally unexpected and people are probably going to hate it, this podcast <laughs> happened. Uh, Another yeah. great transition. <laughs> that one actually wasn't bad. Yeah, well, by, that's by a Conrad Thompson one. Yeah, <laughs> by our lofty standards. Uh, this is a good one. So we kind of got vaguely up to date on wrestling, threw out some Survivor Series teams, and I explained how to block a sink. <laughs> so, don't say you don't learn anything yeah don't say you don't learn anything some real rogue opinions <laughs> were discussed here uh, Scott you would be the captain of the other team that I would face at Survivor Series because <laughs> I wouldn't want you on my team because I said at the beginning on my nemesis <laughs> well, who would you have on your team I would have Rahal Fine, have him. Because <laughs> so, Jimmy likes me better than you anyway, so Jimmy's on my team. I wouldn't want Jimmy. <laughs> Why would I want him? He's a commentator. I don't want him. Hey, <laughs> and, hey um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Care what you say about commentators. I've actually applied to be a commentator for... Well, you're just commentators. It's like, it's like that time that... I can't remember who faced King and JR. Oh, yeah. Probably loads of people, but... <laughs> So yeah, I've got Rahul, and um, I'll, I'll, I don't want Carl. <laughs> Carl. You can have Carl. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I wanted Carl, but I was saying it was I'll just have Rahul. He's got a lot of energy. He'll, so he'll, just, be, he'll be the workhorse. <laughs> so your team is just you and Rahul? Yes. Not, not Ben, not... Like that. Like... Oh, I don't want Ben. <laughs> Ben's not good in a fight. <laughs> you can have Ben. <laughs> as, as if you, me, or Rahul, or even Jimmy will fare any better. Have you not heard the story Jimmy told about getting thrown across the room? Oh, yeah. wrestler? That's why I'm giving you all the weak people. No, but I've got I've got Jimmy on my team. I'd probably bring in Paul, who I did a podcast with. He'd be on my team. Oh, you're not cross-branding. We're not facing the rambling podcast. All right, you can have really? you, Jimmy. Um, I didn't realize this is just a Rogue Opinions exclusive here. That's you, Jimmy, Paul, Fraser Crane, and Niles <laughs> against me, Rahul, Lacey Evans, and that's it. And not Blade or anything. <laughs> I forgot about Blade. I was spoken about Blade for like two weeks. Thanks for reminding me. And I was Blade. Gonna, uh, I was going to say, you haven't talking about Blade and Ages. Are you, are you feeling okay? <laughs> the bit got old. <laughs> I, how, I thought, I didn't realise it was a fucking rogue opinions exclusive severity thing here. And then we just turned to like the two, like when you're picking teams in gym, like we don't, oh, I don't want that guy. He's shit. He, he, can, only, he can only go in goals. <laughs> All right. It's me, Rahul, Lacey Evans, Blade. <laughs> and really, after Blade, it doesn't matter who I pick. Oh, just a I mean, we my, can, my, I, my phone. 
I mean, we can easily take out Blake because he'll refuse to open his eyes so he won't see us coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, Ryan Reynolds. I've got Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> I've won. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> if you've made it this far. I don't, I don't think you really got a lot out of this, but we did. So thank you very much for listening. As <laughs> always, check back through the archives. Kayfabe Court is up. Doctor Who was back with Carl and Sean as they entered season two, the David Tennant years Ooh. of Doctor Who. Yeah, a, a nice Scottish boy for you. <laughs> is he your favourite Scotsman? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. He's, he's, your, he's good, but... He's your favourite Scotsman? Sounds like a tournament. Oh, I'll actually have, I have somebody in mind, but... We'll save it for the tournament. The tournament yeah. of the best Scotsman coming soon. Uh, yeah, Rogue underscore opinions on the Twitter and Instagram. Scott, what have you got going on? Uh, you can find me the probably 48th best Scotsman, if that is probably being generous. <laughs> you can find me away from qualify for a tournament. But uh, <laughs> I just uh, thinking like. The idea of a tournament of Scotsman, like, and yet still Scotland somehow won't win. <laughs> yeah, I nominate uh, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Lee Pace. <laughs> Lee Pace. <laughs> you can find me at Scott McLeod1986. You can follow the podcast that I mentioned there, Scott Paul's Round Podcast, at SP Rambling and Facebook.com forward slash Rambling Podcast. We're on all the same platforms that Roger Pines is on. And. We've got some entertaining episodes just coming out. We're going to record one next year. So our anniversary show slash uh, 100th episode is going. It's happening soon. Uh, you can check out one of our most recent episodes where you can find out whether or not did I really apply to work for WWE and if so, what role did I apply for? So I'll have to tune in and find out. Oh, God. I need to hear this story. So <laughs> that will also come to Rogue Opinions. ASAP. <laughs> Uh, but as I say, as a rogue underscore opinions on the Twitter and the Instagram, as I've already said, archives, kayfabe court as well. So when I, with the finals, block A and block B of the greatest wrestler entrance tournament uh, is up there as well. And by the time this goes, this will go. By the time this goes up, the Naked Men podcast will return with a very, very special episode. So that'll be <laughs> I up. Can't wait. When you listen to this, that'll be up the next day. So look forward to, to that as well. But otherwise, thank you guys very much for listening. Hope you had fun as well. We certainly had fun doing it. Scott, my nemesis, thank you very much. <laughs> thank, thank you. We should speak to you all again soon. Bye.